0: This is an Appalachian Vibes mini-episode from WNCW. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. Appalachian Vibes is a show dedicated to challenging the expectations and celebrating the diversity of music, art, and literature created in and around Appalachia. My guest this week is a sculptor, teacher, community school creator, and the director of the Chestnut Creek School of the Arts, in Galax, Virginia.
1: My name is Chris Pollins, and we are in the main building of the Chestnut Creek School of the Arts in downtown Galax. I was hired 15 years ago, St. Patty's Day, uh, to start Chestnut Creek. Um, the city had purchased this building, which is um, First National Bank building. The building will be 100 years old this year, um, and we have a separate studio pottery and wood, but I was hired to make the school happen. Right now we're standing in what was the lobby. It is our gift shop. Uh, so we have work from our teachers, we have student work, and then there's a whole community of people making things that aren't teaching. But we have a model to help people who do really nice things learn what it means to teach. So it's all very much about the uh, economic development and entrepreneurial growth, which was the incentive for the city to really formulate the school as a concept. And then in the 15 years we've been there, we've been doing that.
0: Who came up with the concept for the school? Um,
1: That's an excellent question. There was an advisory committee that was formed in conjunction when Crossroads Institute was being formed, and Crossroads Institute is an incubator for arts. And the advisory committee... We're advocating that if you look at artists, we tend to be the most independent, the most risk-taking, the most pursue education and risk-taking and those sorts of things. So it it was conceived of in that juxtaposition with the factories moving overseas. The city of Galex, to their credit, said, okay, let's look at entrepreneurial through the cultural arts, which this area is thick and rich with.
0: So you've been here since the very beginning, and what kind of artist are you? I am a sculptor. I've been sculpting
1: since Safely Girl Scouts. I've taught for over 35 years, and I work predominantly in wood and stone.
0: Tell me about all of the different things that we can teach here, if you want to show me around. Absolutely. And... Um, so this the main building,
1: we have our glass and metal studio, and we'll walk in that direction. And in this building, we have uh, painting, drawing, printmaking. We have our fiber studio here and a music um, instrument lending library. And then our other two buildings, pottery and wood, have predominantly that discipline. And this is one of my sculptures. Oh, cool. We passed another one in the lobby. There's a portrait when I was about 18, self-portrait. It's the only one in there, so you probably can probably guess which one it is. <laughs> um, but our mission is we preserve the cultural heritage rich to this area through classes, events, exhibits year round. Uh, we do tailor for all ages and all skill level So there is the heritage aspect of spinning, weaving, quilting, and, of course, the music is core. And then there's an equal number of contemporary artists who live and work here too. So it's really an opportunity to not not only showcase
0: but preserve and through education and classes keep those traditions alive. Have you seen an influx of artists grow in this area from the time you started this school to where we are now? That's an excellent question. Um, In Floyd, we did some
1: extensive study – as far as where people were coming from and what made this area so rich in artistry. And there's a theory that back in the 60s, in response to Vietnam, a lot of artists moved to this part of the country because land was available and cheap. They could build their studios, their homes, set up shop and travel internationally. And some of many of which do. Um, What I have seen since being here is and COVID had a big piece of that. A lot of people are moving here away from cities, which was really the thought is keep the integrity of a charming downtown, mountain town, have something as unusual as this, this available is really a draw for people to move here, visit here. And that was a lot of the ideas that by focusing on getting the school started, it would draw neat businesses. It would draw more more activity
0: downtown and growth. And you've seen that, To be true?
1: Absolutely. Cool. So this is our glass studio, Glass and Metals. This space was designed um, for what we do within it. So it's stained glass, it's fused glass. We'll be reintroducing bench torch bead making, and it's also cold metal smithing. So not blacksmithing in fire and coal, but um, sawing, filing, twisting, jewelry, cold metal. Um what helped start the school there was a lot of federal funding that not only helped historically renovate this main building um but it also provided the funds to get the equipment so we have six potter wheels we have six sewing machines and 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 so on and so the idea behind that for the entrepreneurial growth people could come take a class learn a skill model where they could come back and rent space so they don't have to go buy the equipment to use the equipment, right? Stained glass is fairly cheap and and, uh, takes a fairly small amount of space. So in that case, we carry all the things you would need to do stained glass. People can come and rent space and use our equipment or they can set up. In that far corner, you see the hollow frames? Mm -hmm. As people take classes and develop their skill, and a feature article, they've started making
0: money doing their doing their art. So along the wall, there's press from like what people have learned how to do here. And who are and now then, producing art. And they're now artists yeah. and are getting featured in all of these different publications. This is awesome.
1: So it's about wellness and it's about enrichment. And it's also about looking at art as a viable means for enrichment. And a viable means for additional income, whether it's teaching, whether it's making, whether it's selling.
0: Yeah, you don't have to be a starving artist. <laughs>
1: no. So, all of our teachers, staff, and volunteers signed a code of conduct that we're only as good as we are welcoming, encouraging, without intimidation. We have a couple cool stories here. Um, this lady is recovering from substance abuse to found healing through painting. And then this is a gentleman who is a cabinet maker, who's getting older and paint is light, who's become a painter. So it never ends. You know, there's always stages in life and stages of art making.
0: Thank you to my guest, Chris Pollins, director of Chestnut Creek School of the Arts in Galax, Virginia. You can learn more about the school at chestnutcreekschoolofthearts.org appalachian vibes radio show is brought to you by galax tourism made possible by virginia is for lovers galax tourism building our future while celebrating our past you can learn more about galax at visit you can also check out past episodes of appalachian vibes anywhere you stream podcasts or at appalachianvibes.net i'm amanda Baki. I'll see y'all next time for the full hour of Appalachian Vibes radio show from WNCW.